1: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ryan Taez is here with me, the beloved Ryan Taez. Yep, I am here. Beloved. Did you, uh, You're you beloved. I think that a nice. lot of people out there like you. That's nice. It is nice. It is nice. I hope you're enjoying your week, guys. I hope you're being good to yourselves. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're tuning in here for Joe LaTruglio, I hope you tune in and subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe... On YouTube, please, and uh, Apple and wherever else you get your podcasts. The handles to uh, follow us on the – because there's always some fun information that Bryce puts out there or I put out there. And the handles are – At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook that's correct that is absolutely correct we've had some great guests and some really great guests coming up so i'm really excited joe latruglio in just a second let me just say a few things Uh, i will be at the motor city convention motor city con october 15th with tom welling doing a smallville nights get your tickets now online uh also um yeah we're gonna be doing a smallville nights together um also october 9th we'll be doing a stage at playing a lot of music so if you go to stageit.com s-t-a-g-e-i-t.com Rob and I, the band Sunspin. We're going to be playing a lot of jams. It's Rob's birthday, so make sure you tune in. Make sure you tune in. You also get tickets at sunspin.com along with awesome merch. You can get Inside of You merch at Inside of the Inside of You online store. There's Lex Luthor stuff. There's Smallville stuff. There's uh, Inside of You stuff. And last but not least, my lovely patrons, I love you. Uh, Thanks for supporting the podcast. A little extra to help the podcast move along. Just go to patreon.com slash inside of you. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash inside of you. I'll write you a message right after. There's different tiers. There are different things. Um, It's a wonderful community. I really love it. Uh, Joe Latruglio, fantastic. Just love having him on the podcast. He talks about the final season and shooting Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really exciting stuff, and um, he's been in a lot of other stuff. You've probably seen his face in Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, what did you love mostly about this? I just like his energy. I like, what
0: a great he's, energy. he's just a good guy.
1: He, he is. Just, he's, he's just he's, a he's good funny. freaking dude, yeah. and he's got some great stories. And I'm really excited about his new horror movie that he's directing, and we'll get into all that. So right now, let's just get into it. Let's get inside of Joe Latruglio. It's my point of view. Listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Joe, this is
2: a treat. Uh, it, it's uh, just, you know, it's watching that, you pull up. Thanks for uh, having me again.
1: I yeah. I love having you, and you are such a great guest last time. And, you know, I know you've been incredibly busy, dude. Like you're, you're, I I just love watching your career because I I talked about this a little bit before, but you're always the guy that was like, oh yeah, you were that, you had one scene in that, or you had a scene in that, right? Yeah. It was, it was just kind of like you were moving and shaking and going. You did the comedy, truth, the state, and you were always,
2: and then all of a sudden things just took off. Yeah. You know, that's how these things go. I, again, I think we touched on this a little bit, uh, last time is you got to find the right people. You got to, Surround yourself with good people, people that are better than you, and then... <laughs> Is that what you it, always do? You surround yourself I, by I, better people? I, I try to surround myself with people that are, you know, more talented than I, so I can raise the game. I think that's the smart thing to do, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, you know, there's a mix. Of course, there's a mix, right? You can't always be around people that are better, but um, I think it's an advantage, uh, and it's a, it's a way to improve yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, you know... We didn't really talk about this, but you you grew up in Florida. I did. I said Florida. It's Florida. You say Florida. No, I say Florida. I say Florida. I do say Florida, but sometimes I say Florida. But what was that like? Were you like a
2: popular guy in high school? Um, No, I I wasn't unpopular. I I was... I rode the line between... Being in the drama department, which I was, and captain of the swim team, which is athletics, but it's the swim team. So it's you were not... the captain mm-hmm. of the swim team. Yeah, but you're I, a swimmer. I'm a swimmer. I was a backstroker, but be, but because I was involved in in a, I'm using air quotes, a sport. Mm-hmm. It is a sport. It's a sport I love. But in the high school vernacular, in the high school world, swimming isn't you know put on the pedestal. Did like you shave your body? Side. I uh, narrowed it. You nared it. I nared it.
1: Doesn't nair burn the skin? It does. I tried it with some of my back hair once, it and that didn't go well. It wasn't the best
2: thing, um, but I nared it, yeah. Uh, Is it, that for the aerodynamics? It, it, <laughs> Is that, It's the it, a- hydrodynamics, I guess. Um, it didn't work. You know, it didn't, it didn't add any, it didn't take off any time. Well, you and know, like,
1: what's funny is I swear to God, I didn't start puberty till late, like junior in high school. I had uh-huh. no hair under my arms. So uh-huh. when we played basketball, cause I grew up in Indiana and I, I didn't play basketball much, but when we did like you know, pickup up games, yeah. I'd always fear that I was going to be um, not the shirts. I was going to be the skins. Oh, okay. And then one time this guy, Mike Curry, who had armpit hair, probably in fourth grade, just Harry wow. and the Hendersons down there. Uh-huh. I remember he looked at me and goes... Rosenbaum, you don't have any hair under your arms. Dude, are you serious? You're in high school. And everybody looked at me and I go, oh,
2: no. Oh, I'm a a swimmer. See, that's what I mean. Immediately, it goes to—I uh, mean, you didn't mean it in a derogatory way. I lied, but you lied. I and, lied. You know, and swimmers aren't looked upon uh, as very valiant athletes in high school,
1: but they're hairless. They're so hairless. I got away with it. You got away with it. I yeah. kind of—I was on my feet. I kind of picked that up. Said, "I'm a swimmer. Yep. I don't have hair, and people bought into it." <laughs> So you did it. You got by. I, I did. I got by. But yeah. you.
2: So you were. You were. So I was. Oh, I was somewhat. I was. I was liked. I was not an unpopular kid. Um. But people. You know. I was a bit of a weirdo. I was into the Mad Magazine and and horror movies. And you know, it was just, it was a strange, lovely weird kid. But. um was able to get along with most so and I was funny that was the other thing so you know that helped and your parents were cool they were very
1: cool they liked what you were doing they accepted everything they liked didn't they, they think did. you were weird that you were watching no, horror movies no
2: no they were always very they were very supportive still are yeah yeah they were down with it i remember like asking my mom like there's something with me i like blood too much she's like no there's nothing what? weird you just which which is to say like when i was watching horror movies i loved all the gore effects and I thought that was weird that I was just obsessed with that. And I would, you know, and I'm like, mom, is there something wrong? She's like, no, relax. What is it though? <laughs> what is it
1: about you and I, you and me, that we... Just you and I. Is that Eddie
2: Rabbit? Yeah, uh, that's... Um... Just you and I. Uh, now I'm playing oh, Peaches. Peaches and Herb, I think.
1: No. No? I think they sang Reunited. Seals and Croft, maybe. I don't know. Maybe.
2: Let's not, But, but, but just, with the I horror did, movies, address.
1: what was it? Uh, what is it about horror movies that we, since we're a kid, we want to be scared? For me, it's the adrenaline. It's like going on a roller coaster. And when there's a good horror movie, which there aren't good horror movies out there, very there aren't very yeah. many. Yeah. I get an adrenaline. I get scared. I mm-hmm. like getting scared. And yeah. that, to me, is fun. Is that what it was to yeah, you? Yeah, it
2: was that. I think there was like this element of like, you're not supposed to watch this. Don't watch this. Don't do it. It'll scare you. That's, you know, that'll give you nightmares. Right. You know, I think that was part of it. And also, you know, you're a kid. You want to you want to see some like action and creatures and things that don't exist and get scared. I guess, I don't know. I'm 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 literally armchair uh experting this. Are you? Topic. Are yeah. you? Like because I, now
1: you fast forward to all this stuff and you finally get to do. I mean, we'll talk about Brooklyn 999 in the final season. We'll talk about some other stuff, but like you get to direct. Mm-hmm. A horror movie. This has got to, talk about this. Is this a dream of yours to always direct this movie? It's called Outpost. You oh, we were talking about this briefly yeah. last time.
2: I mean, it's 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 a hard place to start. I'm, you know, to give context here, I'm just a week back from finishing this project that has been with me uh three years, but has really been with me, you know, uh, you know, 37 years since I was 13 trying to make a horror movie. So uh, You know, there's there's much relief that like this thing is out. It's out of me. I've got I've got this you know this goal to have finally done a horror movie and directed it uh, and is kind of out of my system and I feel lighter and more relaxed because you know I, I I accomplished something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. So there's that element of achievement there. And then, um, the movie itself, uh, and the experience of shooting the movie is a whole other chapter of, um, joy and, uh, um, like bo- uh, um, bonding with the, with the people that made it. And, uh, there's a lot of emotions mixed up in just having shot this movie on a mountain, um, which is a very hard thing to do. Uh, okay, <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, when you do something like that after hearing so many people say no, um, and then you do it, you you kind of feel pretty badass. You kind of feel like, well, uh, I beat the odds. I beyond that, I beat the odds. Like I beat the odds, but like I said, what I was gonna do, and you didn't think I was gonna do it. And so there was a lit, there's a little bit of a ego. A, yes. There's sure. a little bit of an ego, a little bit of a chip that, you know, I have to reel in, but it's hard because you just want to kind of show people that it can be done. You know, um, if you find, um, if you find the right people to do it with and you really want to do it, um, it was this, uh, I was watching a documentary about this financier of he was doing like Roger Corman movies or, going to mess up the quote but the quote was something like um um movies don't don't get made because you make them they get they get made because you have a boner to make them or something like that it's like it's like it it's such a hard-on
1: that i have to do something yeah
2: yeah i messed up the quote but it's something like i like word, your it's quote like, that's a good quote but it's like you know that's the only way a, a movie's going to get done it's it amazes me that any movie is made at any budget. Like the amount of, um, of factors that can derail a production is endless. It's just endless. And anytime, you know, one gets made, even if it sucks. I'm like, wow, man, good for them. They, they made they, the movie. They made the movie. And you
1: don't really understand that until you make a movie. To you Correct. direct a movie, and Correct. then you have a respect for every director Correct. who went out there and directed a movie. Not
2: just every director, but every person that makes a movie. Yeah. So whether that's from the, the set PA to the UPM to your second AD, and you, and, you know, I was lucky enough uh, to finance the movie, partly, and once you- You paid your own money. Yeah. They, all, they always say, don't do that. Yeah, I know. But you know what? They also say, like, just keep trying. Eventually, you'll get the money. And then guess what happens? And then you years go the by, yeah, and you right. don't get the money. And you're like, oh. I did the same I thing. I wish I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> I put money in the By the way, here. by the way, who's going to bet on you if not yourself? Yeah. Always bet on yourself, man. Right. Like, no one else is going to do it. No one else will do it. So, to me, it wasn't a waste of money, because even if the movie sucks, even if – um even if it doesn't make a dime, even if I was terrible at it, I will have been like, you know what? I've been trying to figure out whether or not I, I could do this and whether I liked it um, all my life. And I did it and I spent a lot of money, but now I know that A, I don't want to do it anymore or B, I suck at it or C or whatever. And that's, that's priceless. So I got that info. So to me, it was a, I was a no brainer. That's an easy, that's an easy bet to put down because that money is going to Pay off in one way or the other, either in your your being able to sleep at night or for your dead, you can be like, all right, I did that years ago. <clears throat> that's that's just smart payment.
1: You don't want to be 75 years old and say, Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I, why does? was it why was I scared? Why did I do yeah. why was it fear based? Why didn't I, I didn't just do put it some because money I, in because there? Because
2: everyone said don't put your money in, and then I croak. I'm like, oh, because they said don't put your money in.
1: How much money did you pay on? I can't i can't say i can't disclose i
2: can't disclose but is it, but it, is, it is it a, a million dollar, dollar
1: movie it's under a million dollar movie under a million dollar movie yeah, and and how it, many days and did you shoot this movie
2: we shot we had a 16 day shoot it was an uh 89 page script we averaged between six and eight pages a day we were um it was a 16 day shoot but we were on the mountain um for seven days and it was an hour up to the top and an hour down so we really lost two hours every day
1: did you realize that before you started in prep yeah. and you're like holy shit okay yeah, yeah. oh yeah
2: no we, we did our due diligence there but you know just to brag a little bit more uh and boast is be- because we lost two hours for seven days that's 14 hours we lost so we really shot the movie in 15 days
1: absolutely just
2: go with that i just want to yeah you I did wanna, yeah i mean it was a work day um i don't know i'm still so proud of everyone that did the movie so i i can't uh, you know my um DP is a friend of mine. His name's Frank Barrera. And I've known him since I was 17. And um, he he does a number of movies uh, from budgets like this to larger ones. And uh, we've been wanting to do a movie for a long time. And he was with it from the get-go. And we worked, you know, a year and a half on shot lists. And uh, when we're on the plane back from Spokane, we're just kind of shaking our heads saying, how did, how did we pull that off? Because we, um, we were very lucky. There were no injuries on a mountain that was 6,300 feet. Well, not up. only that, but about and, the weather. And there were no weather events. There Ooh, were no equipment failures. Wow. There were no ego problems on set. There were no, um, thankfully, no COVID outbreaks. There were th- nothing. And we. Boy, are you and, lucky. We were. We really were. I, I mean, it, you know. But you would have figured it out. Of course. You would have figured
1: it out if those problems did exist. You know what filmmaking is? What is it? Solving problems. Yeah, it's problem solving. It, it so, is something like, you have a, have to have a boner for, as I recall. That's quote. right.
2: It's problem solving, and also someone else. I think one of one of my producers uh, said this also. Is like it's it's problem solving, but also throwing a party. You got to throw a party, and you got to problem solve, and you got to make right. sure it's a safe party. You got because you got to make sure everyone's having a good gotta time. got to Be a good host. You got to be a good gotta host. People got to like the host. Gotta like the host. Um, so it's somewhere in between
1: that. you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra. Uh, Between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services, it's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features.
0: Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you, and I like that.
1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com inside. That's rocketmoney.com inside. Rocketmoney.com inside.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: Did you run into any problems where you went to bed at night and thought, what am I doing? I can't do this. Uh, th- wow, that was a terrible day. Or uh, wow, I'm in over my head. I thought I could do this. A
2: lot of that happened um, leading up to it, and the week before, um, and even sleepless day, nights. Oh, sleepless nights! Nights! Uh, sleepless nights! Sleepless uh, nights! Sleepless, sleepless nights! Sleepless, uh, <laughs> sleepless nights! <laughs> oh, there's so many sleepless nights. So many. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> once uh, once. Um, Once I was in it and started shooting, there wasn't time to get upset about anything for too long or upset about anything at all because you never lost your cool. No, I no, I I didn't lose my cool. I I I don't think. I I mean, you'd have to ask. You know, my lovely wife and lead (laughs) Beth Topher and wait. So the wife was a lead she was oh Incredible. now come on that doesn't yeah. that had a
1: whole thing because i know that you worked with her in brooklyn 99 and you yeah. uh, i believe you directed an episode that she was in
2: no i didn't or- direct the one she was in she was she was in an episode we we've acted together before in in, in the wet hot american summer right, series right, on right, Netflix, right. and we work very very well together very well we hadn't acted in uh, you know we didn't do the actor director thing yet and but we thought we had a pretty good shot at that because of the type of people we are where we um you know Beth is an incredible actor and and doesn't you know require a lot of um hand holding you know um that's good you not need
1: to be told how great she is all the time
2: well, I, I think every actor, including myself, <laughs> loves, needs, loves that. The, needs that. Needs that. How was I? Is okay. that am Does I that giving you it? what you want? Yeah. Yes, it's fine. Yeah, I think we're all there, including me. No, but but you know, um, it, it was helpful because I had a conversation with all the actors. You know, all of whom were friends of mine, except for uh, one. Uh, Otto uh, Sando, who was incredible in this movie. And his vibe was incredible and got along with everyone great. And um, But the rest of the cast, I knew well. And we had a conversation about what kind of production this was going to be, which was one that ran very fast. And because of the logistics of the production, um, we wouldn't really have time for a lot of takes. And so uh, they knew that we were going to move pretty know fast. Know your
1: shit. Hit your mark, know which your they lines. All, which
2: they all did, and I and I said, look, you know, we're in a tight space. A lot of the movie takes place in this fire tower. It's a twelve foot by twelve foot space. There's enough room for me and the DP, who's also the operator, Frank, um, and the actor, and like a sound person. How many cameras? Um, well, we used um, we used uh, one one camera, Mini Alexa. However. You know when you rent a camera they give you another body just as a backup and so then we bought extra accessories to make sure at bare minimum that could work we couldn't pull focus on it but we so on heavier days we had two cameras um but in addition to that we were shooting second unit um while we're shooting our our first unit and you're trusting the
1: other guys to do your second unit
2: yes because we had to and also the the other guys have were you know our second unit team was my uh, unit production manager, Jay Smith, who he was out of Portland. And um, he also was a first AD and second AD on on other movies. And so, um, I'm sorry, second unit director on other movies. So he became like a point guy. But our main guy was this great um, uh, camera operator out of Spokane named uh, Deshaun Bedford. And he would be running B camera on the days we would run two cameras and then on the other days he would go out with a different camera uh either the mini alexa if we weren't using that or the black magic 4k and he would do other um second unit stuff right a panasonic gh5 now now i'm really kind of listing all the this is the nerdy stuff yeah but exactly. uh, all the equipment stuff stuff but you're learning along the way we had a lot right. of cameras because we didn't want to miss anything we didn't Did, have is a lot
1: it of time. is it a scary movie is it psychological is it is it paranoid? it's it, it's got to be is it bloody
2: Yeah. There's gore in there. It's, I think, I think it's a pretty scary movie. We'll see. I mean, there were, um, you know, it's about, uh, it's about a woman who experienced this violent assault and she goes to, um, to a lookout tower to, you know, try to get her life back in order, get some peace of mind and isolation. But, um, the PTSD and the isolation, um, does not give her the, (laughs) the self recovery that she was hoping for. And it kind of spins her out. So, um, it's uh, the movie's a lot about you know seeing things that aren't there and uh, what's real, what's not, and uh, mainly what happens when you don't get help for um, a traumatic event um, that you can't handle on your own to better help
1: online therapy. That's exactly what you do to you by better. I'm telling you, they're one of our sponsors, but you know, that's That's true. When you, when you, when but when you don't get therapy, when you don't work your demons out, these things happen. Yeah. And that's what happens to her in this movie.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's what goes over a lot of mental illness in this movie for sure. Um, did
1: you deal with mental illness as a child or have family members that dealt with it?
2: Um, no, I mean, I, you know, I have levels of like OCD and, um, uh, but nothing that I didn't suffer from um, depression or, or anything. You've like never that.
1: suffered from any kind of depression, really? I've
2: been depressed for sure, of But course. situational and,
1: depression. Yeah, sort yeah. Of like. it,
2: it was, it, I was never too anxious. I feel more anxious now that I'm older than I remember yeah, what, being as a kid. What, what, what is that? Why does this happen? I think because you just have more to lose. I mean, you're, the stakes are higher. You're, Why? Um, I think you know more about the world and how, Terrible, it can be (laughs) how, like, how how many awful things are in it, and how many incredible things are in it, too. But you know, you're just like, man, uh, you know, a lot of the randomness I think can bring anxiety. Um, that's true, you know,
1: but that's what happens. It seems like the older I get, the more anxious I get, the more I care. And I'm like, why do you care so much when you were younger? You didn't care so much, you weren't stressed as much, yeah. You just kind of filled your days with fun and and work and just went, went with the flow.
2: Yeah, well, it was easier to be in the moment then, right?
1: Do you, when, when you're working with your wife, and we'll move on here, but when you're working with your wife, is there any times where she's like, Joe, Joe, I get it. I get it. I get it. where you have those moments. And do you talk about these moments before they happen? Like, look, we're working close together. I'm directing you. I'm going to say things. You're going to get mad at me. I want more. I want more. I want more. And, yeah. and, and I'm yeah. your husband, and this is going to be odd.
2: Yeah. Um, we did talk about it. And, um, you know, we got through it. There was only one episode. It was totally my fault. Mm. And I did... I didn't lose my cool, but the, 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 you know, I was, it was in the first two, one, or it was like maybe it was day three. Um, and we were at the end of the day and it was completely unprofessional on my part, but I'm going to come clean because this is what this podcast is about. We're yeah. getting inside of me. Come clean, please. I'm going to come clean. And, you know, it was... Uh, and by the way, I'll tell you if it was your fault. No, it definitely was my fault. <laughs> was, and, and, you know, as, you know, she asked, as any actor would do, she's like what, you know, what am I, what's, what's my action here? What am I supposed to be doing exactly? And I thought it was kind of obvious what she was supposed to be doing. And I was also, it was a long day. I was a little stressed. Um, And I said, your action is we have 15 minutes to get this shot. And then it's the end of the day. (laughs) And I was very mortified and ashamed and she's like, okay. And, and then she did the action and it wasn't what I, it wasn't right because I didn't tell her what to do. And we had to kind of reset this kind of big thing. It was totally my fault. And she was so annoyed. It had every right to be uh, with me, but I, I effed up for sure in that moment. But I will say that that really was the only moment like that throughout the whole uh, show where I, and because I've learned the lesson I'm like right. just you a lesson it's, early I learned it early and you know and it was during the big climactic scene at the end and there was certain you know um pacing of action that I needed and I just wasn't clear and um anyway so that was the lesson learned and other than that we were we were spot on fantastic I love working with her and and it was great because you know I wrote, the role with her in mind and I knew that she had all the levels to play it and then then watching her do it I'm like man there's still more there that I didn't even see she was terrific in it
1: how um, many years ago did you write this script I
2: I I broke the story broke the story <laughs> <laughs> in uh, in, this, in the spring of 2018 in like March of 2018 oh so this happened pretty quickly within 3 years you make a movie that's that's rare. It's rare. And you know what? I was to show you how like out of touch of with reality I was. I was like, I'm going to write it in March. And then this summer, I'm going to shoot it like the summer of 2018. Like an idiot. Like I just, mm. I'm an impatient person. Yeah. By nature, I want to do it now. We got to do it now. I've always that's that's been my burden, the cross that I've have to. And you have learn. a child, Eli,
1: and and you can't be. You have Correct. to learn patience, don't the, you? Oh, when you have a child,
2: I, I'm I'm telling you, this is going to be his great lesson to me. Is uh, I'm, I have to learn it now, and um, that's always been a, a a stick in the mud for me. And um, I learned it on this project for sure. Even though, as you say, three years is no time from you know conception to you know end of That's production fast. to get something dodgeball
1: took 12 years to make no one would buy it no one would Is make that right? it right something like 12 years did you hear that ryan no, i never heard that yeah something like 12 years so That's even amazing. even the funny movies the hit movies they take a long time to make and like you yeah. said you got to have a boner for it you have to say i'm making this fucking movie yeah i'm making it and you made it i made it i'm I so did. i'm proud of you
2: thanks man it's I, I such an
1: achievement it. no nobody could take that away from you But you went and made a movie.
2: I had a lot of, um, I really did have a lot of support and a lot of friends like yourself and others that you know, um, that have been like, you're going to do it, dude. You'll get it done. And uh, it was nice uh, to hear that.
1: Did your other friends, like the guys from the state who have been your friends since New York University back in the day, who then you went on to do Wet Hot American Summer and tons of Stella shorts and tons of, did they ever get jealous that, oh, he's, he's the one who got the hit show on Brooklyn 999. Oh, he's the one who's going to direct a movie. Where's our roles? We gave him these (laughs) roles in Wet Hot. You don't, what do you mean you don't know?
2: Because I, one, I I don't, one, I don't think so. They're all doing incredibly well. (laughs) I know. know. It's not like, you know, they're doing, um, they're all so amazing talented again this gets back to like surrounding yourself with people that are better Uh, and you know uh, look jealousy is something we've all that's a that's a a green monster it is um we've all dealt with that yeah we have
1: um brooklyn 99 i mean how many seasons is this now uh
2: on august 12th the eighth season will be premiering on nbc and I'm really excited, and it's it's strange coming out of something as personal uh, as Outpost, um, the horror movie, into this other incredibly impactful uh, and ginormous part of my life that's changed my life. Brooklyn Nine Nine finally coming to its eighth season. Like this season has been in the making for like almost two years like almost two years and it's got so many things have happened in the world um our writers have had to rewrite this season at least three times wow. um, based it,
1: on just covid and black based, lives matter and all based these important on COVID things
2: that, and then george floyd right. and then some other stuff happened with and so it was just and endless that's their their commitment to getting it right and making it funny is just so impressive to me um i would i get back to patience i wouldn't have the patience for it i'm like oh enough just nbc just take these we did this a year ago well they love <laughs> to the show, show that
1: much that they rewrote the entire season uh, they really did and how many I, episodes
2: uh we did 10 episodes and you're done this is it, unfortunately. Until you know whatever reunion happens, which I'm sure it will at some point. But how um, emotional is that for you on your last day of shooting? Do uh, you remember that day? Very vividly, yeah, very vividly. It was, uh, you know, all day is filled. You you get to the lot, and all day it's just filled with anticipation. Everyone knows that it's going to end today, and so all the scenes that you're doing there's kind of like, you're trying to be present, but it's really about like soon the, the final scene's coming up, the final scene is coming up, the final thing, it's gonna come up. And so, you know, it was uh, truly great to have everyone there and uh, and and feel that out, and then, then that scene comes. And, uh, you know, I can't give uh, any of it away, but I'll say that it was very difficult to uh for the eyes not to stay wet during the scene because wow. the scene is uh is very close to what was happening in real life and um and there was just this palpable like pulsating in the room um so during the shot there's like this moment during the scene there's this moment and we're all making eye contact and it's truly oh I get emotional thinking about it, it was so intense and and then it ends, and um, you know the the where it really sank in is like before the take started. Our um, um, uh, one of our uh, um, I could so tell, crew members. I could to, also
1: tell you like like you, the emotion on you that you're just. I could see you. Oh, how uh, you're you're going back. I'm there. going you're back trying, in you're it. Trying to resist. Let it go.
2: Our yeah. Our our uh, our AC Chris, you know, um, hits the clapstick. And you hear you hear our director Claire Claire Scanlan directed the last one and she's like, all right um, you know it's um, like Phil widen out you know to, to get like the wide you know shot um and you know Chris is he's like 99 forever slaps the stick and and when 99
1: like, forever is that the like, only
2: time he said that? that's the only time that was sad yeah 99 forever and you know on a clapstick on the slate and uh, and everyone's like, here we go. And so, you know, we, we run, we run it for a long time. We don't really, um, we don't really, uh, cut a lot. We're just like rolling and rolling and rolling. So we knew this is it. Like before the cut, before you hear cut, that's what you would hear. That's how they would do it. <laughs> right. And, uh, I should blow your ears out. Sorry. Um, that, uh, we knew th- this was going to be it. So anyway, um, uh, that happens, you know, we do hear cut. There's this big. Uh, big exhale and roar and clap and, and applause and hugs. Um, but quick hugs, because it's COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quick <laughs> Hugs with six foot long arms. Right. And right. Um, we all go outside, you know, um, because there's going to be a, a nice, um, there's a podium out there and everyone is six feet apart and listening to our dp rick page and our creator dan gore and uh just say a few words and then the thing i was most not prepared for was uh you know when they rap you out as an actor and you're they're just going up the call sheet you know and they're like joel mckinnon miller that's a that's a series rap on joel mckinnon miller and everyone's just like oh no and I, I was just not, I couldn't keep it together. What? Once it got to me, I, you know, you were gone. Oh, I was, I lost it. I was just like, you know, you hear your name, you know, said for the last time on a show that has brought so much, you know, joy. wealth and joy wealth. I say that financially and in emotionally and spiritually to your life that, and, and that you're so grateful. You're just filled with this gratitude and you can't believe it's over. Um, and you know you're going to still be in touch with um, with everyone, but it'll be different, you know. Or, you know we're not going to see each other every day, and all of that heaviness, all that truth is just coming down. It's just raining on you. You're like oh, you're like just got. To, you're just trying. So to So you really lost it. it.
1: You're crying. You're like really crying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, were there anyone you know, who it was like it was Sandberg emotional? Everyone was amazing. Everyone there wasn't one person who was kind of stoic. Everyone who was happy that it was
2: fucking over. Maybe Andre Brouwer. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yes!" <laughs> no, I, no. I, no. Everyone everyone in their own way. Like you could read their eyes. Like it wasn't all tears, but by body language or just their look or how I mean every everyone you felt knew the magnitude of the end. And what was really nice is that you know, after that happened, a few of us put our masks back on and we went into the bullpen for the last time and we went out on the kind of rooftop, the fake rooftop out there and just reminisced a little bit in a quieter um, area. You know, it wasn't the everyone. It was just the cast and a couple of the writers. And we just talked about, uh, you know, favorite episodes and memories and it it was a beautiful end and we finally left around 10 p.m where we knew that you walked off the set and then that was it the pneumatic drills were going to be heard in the morning everything was coming down taking it apart it was all (laughs) going to go down you're looking at it for the last time and you're just like wow this place is forever in my head and i hope that all the moments that I had over the past eight years are in a secure place up in the, up in the noggin that I can remember because this is it. All this tangible stuff that goes away tomorrow morning. That's it. And it was intense, man. Did you cry to your wife? Oh my God. I I came home and I literally collapsed into Beth's arms and like literally hitch sobbed like, "Oh, Oh, just got it. I was like, it was out. Yeah, man, it felt great felt great Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: What, I mean, when you rewind and you go back to the first day on set eight mm-hmm. years ago, do you ever, I mean, because no one ever thinks this is going to last eight seasons. you're no on, You're like, I'm lucky to be oh, here. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. We think as actors we're going to be fired tomorrow. Right. This is Good it. Night. Uh, they're going to see the dailies. We're they're going to say... They're uh, going to
2: find out the truth. They're
1: going to find out the truth. We always do that. The, I mean, so you had no thought of like, there's there something special here? When did it no, click that this I mean, is special?
2: Um, you know, I, we... we uh, how do I put this? Because I, I I no one knew it was going to go eight years. I'll say that I knew, you know, from having been part of um, other great collaborations where the cast clicked... That I knew it was gonna be fun and I knew it was gonna be good. That I knew. Um, so I knew that. Uh, I didn't know if it would be good with the audience, if people would like it, but I knew it would be something we'd like. We being the cast and friends of mine that are like minded. I don't think it became something special um, really until we got canceled and picked up. I mean, I feel like that's when, for me, the kind of. Myth- when was that? Season six? That was after season five. After season after five. After season five. So once that happened, I felt that the show took on kind of a mythical new chapter of this, this phoenix that was raised from the ash. And that became the story of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because, you know, we were all over the news and, you know, more people were suddenly uh, in tune and aware of this this show than it or they had ever been when it was on the air. And so that's for me, I think when, um, you saw the power of, uh, of the people that watched the show, of the fans of how important it was to them and how five years of what we were trying to do, which was not like, this is how it should be. It's more like, wouldn't it be great if it was like this, the, you know, police force, you know, and that's always been the, uh, approach that that resonated with a lot of, other people people that whether i don't think anyone really believed it could be that but um they believed in the desire for it to be like that and i think that was very powerful for a lot of people
1: wow i mean when when a show's canceled i've never been on a show that was even reconsidered like you know you get canceled
2: smallville get canceled never got
1: canceled never Uh, got canceled uh, okay so i mean if something gets canceled 99.9 percent of the time it's done yeah yeah you know sometimes right. they go oh well let's shop it around other networks it
2: never happens never name, happens, name yeah.
1: three shows that it's done yeah it's happened you just can't really do that
2: it happened with, it happened with scrubs that happened with scrubs did it happen with
1: scrubs yeah scrubs went to abc like yeah,
2: after yeah. um okay. that was after like eight those after like eight or
0: nine seasons so yeah like i think the tail that, end of it right yeah,
2: right but, i think it happened with happy endings right I can't remember happy can't, endings. But happy
1: endings didn't last that many. It years, didn't, so. but
2: I thought that might have jumped too. But to be canceled um, but, in the fifth but to, season. But to your point, it, yes, not not often. It doesn't really.
1: Well, you, what you like this is done. You never thought in a million years this is going to get picked up again.
2: Oh yeah, we. I was, I was, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was moving on, and um, uh, not celebrating is not the right word, but I was kind of with friends and you know raising a glass to what great things that the show had brought and to be grateful and everything ends. And, you know, and then suddenly it was alive. Well, I know how
1: you think, because I think that way. But when the show's over now after eight seasons and it's about to premiere, of course, you're thinking about your next job now, right?
2: Well, yes. Although, you know, I've I knew that this year was going to be completely um, committed to outpost that I didn't really think too much about what's next because the movie was so important to me, but also, I, I don't know, I was just hoping that, and still do that, you know, I, have I put a, I got a pretty good foot in the door. Now I would think after a show like Brooklyn nine, nine, and part of me was worried that like, Hey man, you're going to lose your heat. Hey man, you got to jump from one thing to another. You got, (laughs) you got your, you got, you got to lose your heat. And then that, I kicked that voice out out of my head um, pretty quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know what my next job is. Are I, you, are I, you I, doing a
1: Reno nine one one? Oh
2: man, uh, you want to hear something really sad? Yeah, is I mean. that? I mean, I know you don't want to hear something sad. I they're starting shooting today, um, on, uh, on and you just couldn't be there. I couldn't be there because I jump into my edit tomorrow
1: i thought you were gonna say because of the podcast no. you really you really ruined the whole fucking thing man i <laughs> Rosie, doing, you really blew it i'm doing your podcast tom Ben but you're are, working on the movie so you have a certain like when you're done with a movie
2: you have like a couple of weeks of editing and uh sound weeks, is, like a month like right it, so you couldn't so do it and they I, wanted you to do it of course and i wanted to do it they were so spectacular and um Here's the connection there. So um, the our DP, my DP, uh, Frank Barrera, also is shooting Reno. So Frank went, you know, to Idaho and did Outpost with me on this mountain, this crazy shoot. Rested for a week. We just got back a week ago, and now he's jumping in to do Reno. How do they do that. Talk about a hero. Talk about an Have the strength to do that. Well, he's incredible. He's just truly, um, he's just great, and he's going to crush it on Reno too. And he he had shot. Um, the last season of Reno as well. When, uh, the one that I, um, was on the season eight, I think, or maybe season seven, whatever the last one was, but they're doing a movie now. And I miss those guys so much. And, uh, the whole gang, I mean, we had, I had such a blast when we did the show on the now defunct Quibi. Um, but now, <laughs> but, but those, I think those episodes are now being redone to premiere on, uh, somewhere else.
1: Do you want to jump on another series?
2: Would you rather continue doing movies? Would you, what is it? Do you want to do it all? Here's what I'd like to do, Rosie. I'd love to do a show for a few months a year and make a little bit of money. And then just finance my movies. Because you know what was really nice is uh, being able to hire who you want and... um, Being in charge, in a way. uh, In in charge, yeah. Yeah.
1: You like being in control. Because in a lot of ways, your whole life, not to say you haven't had control... But you're the studio is 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 you know yeah hanging over yeah the money me. people yeah, yeah they're the money people oh you yeah. want me to do this movie you're the boss I'm just that's a right. guy who's coming on the show yeah oh it's always like that but this and, and that's
2: okay I mean that's yeah, how, right. I like doing that too sometimes but like for at least for this first movie I'm like if it's gonna be my first maybe only one who knows how it's gonna turn out I gotta fail my own way like if it's gonna not work I gotta make sure it's because of me and not because someone else was you know, making creative decisions that I disagreed with. Right. Um, and so that was a big plus. But it was also nice just to um, get to understand low-budget filmmaking. And, yeah. like, you, you see behind the curtain, you get – you peek under every rock. You understand every dynamic, every person that uh, has to uh, be uh, hired to make this movie – and um, how
1: one person can bring the whole ship down if they're bad or if they're yeah. not doing their job? I mean, I, we were I lucky. I it was
2: just me and two other people financing this movie. People, so it was nice—three human beings, not this like. All right, so three
1: hundred fifty thousand dollars we spent on this
2: movie. <laughs> three, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna, gonna go there. But it, but it was nice to have, um, you know, a smaller investment group. Uh, sure. Um, as well, anyway, I mean, I I, um, I learned a lot on this. movie. Well, let me ask you this
1: you're not going to dictate uh, based on this movie's the outcome of this movie. Let's say outpost hopefully it's a it's a smash hit. It's a it's great. It, it gets received well. But you're not going to make a decision on ba- on on directing again and doing another movie if the movie just do- doesn't do well and is cor- right. you don't like yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I mean I I think you know, I think I'm going to I loved you loved movie. it. I loved it. So I definitely want to do it again. And we're just going to see whether I really will. The only way I'm going to do it again is if I do pay it for it, because no one's going to give me any money or whether it's different where they're like, Hey, that was great. Yeah. we'll help you finance this movie. I, I, I just, I had a great time, man. And I want to work with those people again, as well as old friends that I have worked with, um, for a long time. I just, it was a very rewarding experience and, um, I can't wait. What a, what a year. I Crazy mean, it's year. the
1: last season. You go through this emotional wave of a well, wave of emotion through Brooklyn nine, 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 you direct your first feature that you've been yeah. wanting to do that your passion, you've loved horror movies since a kid, you direct this movie. Now you're going in a post. I mean, what probably the biggest year of your life in, in, and many, in a lot of ways. In many
2: ways. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it was going to be a, yeah, I knew it was going to be a pretty big year with the ending of Brooklyn nine, nine and. And outpost finally happening for sure.
1: What was uh, your uh, look? Ryan was a big fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, how many episodes cool. did you watch? All of them. You've seen he every did? one of them. Yeah, I've seen what's all your them. favorite one? Um, I
0: don't know, but I can remember like the specific bit that got me into it uh, was when you dropped the muffin. Oh, it was yeah. one of the funniest things I'd seen that year. <laughs> oh, it was thanks, just it man. was just like a really like funny secret, Like just the way you said, I don't know, it's like something about the way you said muffin. My
2: muffin in my head. My muffin in my head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He slams his head uh, into a counter It's great. Uh,
2: I uh thanks, man. I I was sent, someone sent me a video of their like four-year-old child. It might have been David Minor or maybe his granddaughter. I can't remember. Anyway, I digress. But but the, this toddler was imitating that moment and it was the most adorable. and she wasn't really doing it she was just kind of like uh, there was a pillow and Mumbling. she'd do a pillow and be like my head my my muffin my head my muffin and she would just go back and forth and it was the most adorable thing
0: it was it was just really well done oh, i was just really definitely. really happy to see it
1: yeah uh yeah. this is called uh shit talking with I'm joe gonna, i'm gonna this
2: is i'm terrible at this
1: this is great these are just from uh, these are just from fans my patrons my level of patrons oh, oh nice who uh, if you want to join patreon patreon.com slash inside of you but they have questions okay Emily asks, what was your favorite episode to film in Brooklyn
2: 999? Mm. you know that's very that's very hard there's 153 of them right but you have uh, to remember he, that most of them I've forgotten um, okay so those but, weren't the ones no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no I'll say um, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm sorry, Emily. There there was a lot. I I well this this season, um, I can't talk about this season. There's a bunch this season that I'm really excited about. That's not helpful some of your either. favorite stuff. Some of my yeah, honestly, like there's some great, great, very fun episodes, um, in this upcoming season. When
1: was it? Did you think that they're like not to say you weren't funny, but Joe Letruglio? We got to give him more and more. When did you see that start to
2: happen? Oh, I, wow. I mean, was I Was it mean, from I the think, bat
1: or do you think they really started building your character more as the seasons went on?
2: I tell you, as um, soon as I saw that I was not number one on the call sheet, I had an issue. <laughs> and I was, it was for, it was an uphill battle from that point saying, listen, man, number six needs some bits. Number six needs some bits. <laughs> that and does so, happen. That yeah, does happen. You know. And so that's when they knew like, Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, we're in for it. We're in fire. Uh,
1: Steph, a, who will you, this is a tough question. I don't think you'll answer it. Honestly, to be honest with you,
2: what's the funniest? No, <laughs> who will you miss most from I Brooklyn nine, nine? I can't answer. Can that. you name the top two? I can. No, I can't. No, I cannot. Uh, but but I cannot. you do
1: have someone in your head that you will miss the most in your um, mind. That you I, won't say
2: I have like, I have like, as soon as one comes into my head, another three like pop, and I'm like, "Oh man," you know. And it's you it's know, not a fair question. Uh, it's it's a hard. I could tell you who I let missed let the me... most, and
1: I left my show. Yeah, who? I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, it's hard, right? <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. No, I think um, I miss my my makeup artist oh that's Natalie. nice to say she was always she was like my mother I mm-hmm. saw I, I, I was with her hours you know putting the makeup on and all the stuff and like you know the, the head stuff yeah and I just remember like I'm gonna miss her I'm gonna miss her the most because I spent the most time with her and she she knew my whole life she was like fam- she was really family yeah oh, but cast nice. members that's that's difficult.
2: Uh, we we but, all got so tight. I mean, we we really did. I mean, you know, there's some that I will see more than others because, you know, like Terry's very busy. Andre is on the, you know, East Coast. Um, but Andy and Steph and, and Melissa and Chelsea, I feel like I'll see those guys.
1: Leanne Pete, you know, she knows that you're directing a horror movie. As a horror film, psychological thriller movie fan herself, she was wondering what some of your favorite horror films were.
2: Ah, that's a great question. Well... I'll lead with um, the Brood, um, Ooh, David Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. Wow, and um, I love all his stuff. But that how was... about the
1: movie to your right? We just talked about underrated movie. Oh well,
2: Return of the Living Dead. I love that movie oh, too. And I love the humor in that movie. Um, you know, you got a, you got a lot in here, Rosie. That I love. The Thing is up there for sure. Oh, you know, the um, Outpost was. Uh, there's a few movies that influenced that. Uh, Repulsion was one of them. The Shining. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 78. Look Um, at you, going Um, deep. Amityville Horror, 79. A lot of Zooms in that one. Yeah, and they that house. I miss know, those, those old zooms. Did well, you do some well, of that in yours? You're gonna, they're coming back in Outpost. Yeah, thank God. I love yeah. those. Things. I love the whole,
1: you know, the pans and the mm-hmm. the the, uh, the tilts and the zooms and the. We got
2: all of them. We got all the. T- yeah, I mean, they, got the they, Ts. We got the Ps. We got the Zs. They, baby, they did it a lot TPZ. in the old seventies and eighties. They had. They took their time with it.
1: Um, the chief wants to know the funniest shenanigan off-camera moment on the set of Super Bad. Do you remember anything really funny happening on Superbad? I mean, you weren't—you were there a bit.
2: I—I I was there a bit, um, man. I, on, gosh, uh, that's been a while. I know it's been a while. Like we—we we had a lot of. Um, I just remember it was very chill that set. Uh, I had just—that's where I met Bill Hader for the first time. And um, what
1: a genius he is! He is when he does that impression from Dateline, Keith Morrison. Uh huh. Oh,
2: it just kills me. He's, he's great. I met, you know, I met really all those guys there. I, I had known the director, Greg Matola. He had, we had traveled in the same circles when we lived in New York in the mid nineties. Um, yeah. What, uh, I, I remember that I was super nervous because there was going to be a lot of improv in the scene where uh, I, I hit Jonah Hill with the car. You know, that whole, that whole scene is just like, I don't know, maybe it was like maybe a half a page or maybe a page of dialogue. And there was just, you know, Judd wanted to keep us going and, and Greg wanted to keep us going. And, you know, I was just motor mouth because that was a lot of just nerves. Luckily, it came out funny. Um, that was fun to do. I mean, that, that scene was great. What
1: about when it doesn't come out funny? Does the director say, hey, yeah, get rid of all that stuff? No, Let's- I
2: think uh, they just know the director would be like, well i'll cut that but you know you know you know, uh, you know I, I i think uh directors probably shouldn't be like that wasn't funny don't do that <laughs> or that
1: didn't work i mean people say yeah you yeah,
2: know, hey let's try you, something you, different let's you, try something different that's what you say like you saying. say you say like all right great we got that you know, look and, at, you know like, and then you say look at the big director you know, over he, here he said we say, like, got that that was great that was great great jobs that. you're a liar nice. you're a lying yeah, director yeah, yeah. No, no, we did get that though. We did get it. I remember I watched um, a, a, a guy that I knew, uh guy that I knew years ago. There was a, a, a guy that I traveled in the same circle with. He was a friend, but not a friend, but kind of a friend. Friend enough where I had to not lie to him. And he went up and did uh, stand up. And it was just, just horrendous. It was a, a failure. And, um, and he was tone deaf. He didn't really get it. Like he didn't, and he comes off and he's, He's pretty happy. He's like, he's like, yeah, man. What do you think? I just held, took a beat, and went like, "Man, you really went for it with a big smile." <laughs> like, and he did, and that's what I did. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And that was. That's a
1: positive way to approach it. Because some you know, people, some actors, yeah, if you approach them with like, "Yeah, that's your energy's completely wrong. Everything's," yeah. and some directors don't give a fuck. They'll say that.
2: I did. I did. I did uh, this. Really, here's a funny story. Uh, to my dear friend Ken Marino, um,
1: who, he's going to be on the podcast. Oh, great! Ken's uh, well, great. you
2: have to ask him about this. Okay. So, so he gets this pilot. This is like in ninety six, ninety seven, and um, you know we've done the state, but no one really knows. who We are. He got this pilot, and I went to go watch it like live. It was like, uh, I think Mark Ruffalo was in it too. It was like the great cast, and um, I was in the audience. And- I cannot believe I did this. And just know when I did this, know that it really was coming from a place of like wanting, trying to give notes. So, he's on the soundstage. I am, you know, in the bleachers that they have in the soundstage. You've been there, but for those that don't know, you know, they, they bring a bunch of people in and you watch this live taping. It's a three camera show and, you know, they do a scene and then they're like cut. And then they kind of move stuff around in between takes, you know, the actors, if they want, could go up to the bleachers and, you know, talk to their friends or parents. So Ken looks over after a take and he kind of, does like, you know, shrugs his shoulder and looks at me like, 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 how'd I do? Like, you know, hands out, like, what do you, what do you think? And I, <laughs> I, I go, uh, and I, and I, 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 I my, I give like an, uh, with my hand, like an, okay. I'm trying to describe for the listeners, like an okay with the hand, not an okay sign. Like, like, what, what would you call it? Like you just tilt well, the hand like, up eh. then, eh, like this, but then I go, then I, then I, then I turn, like the I'm turning a knob. down. No, no, d- turn it up. So I turn the volume, like uh, signal, turning the volume dial and then giving a thumbs up, like turn it up. Basically it was okay. Turn it up. (laughs) His face, his face was like, what? Like, like, like he was not ready to, uh, to kind of hear, you know, nothing other than like great man, all good. Was he mad? He wasn't mad. I think he was like, he was like, oh, okay, okay, like, I don't know. It was really, like, of course, he was terrific, but I just wanted, I guess, 97, 1997 Joe wanted more at the time out of Ken Marino <laughs> for that take. <laughs> I guess he just, he oh could have given God. a little bit more, you know? Um, could he, you imagine? He, that is hilarious. Can you imagine your friend? You invite your friend for support, and you're like, listen, come on, and, and you're like, eh turn it up a bit Stop. come on you can do, come better. On, you can do b- <laughs> better than that bigger bigger is better you have to ask him about yeah it. remind
1: me of that oh uh, my that's god uh, what a treat so, uh you know and i love you man sebastian wants to know the part you played was it specifically written for you the high-pitched voice still kills him today
2: oh uh, well, uh, thanks ryan uh no it wasn't it Steph- wasn't sebastian oh, sebastian what did you say i said ryan oh that's right he's sitting next to me yeah, yeah. Next, thanks 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 ryan <laughs> <laughs> thanks alan anyway um <laughs> no it was not written for me that was just um, uh, a choice that um the uh john hamburg had for the character
1: how many choices do you think you make on average that you improvise something and it gets in
2: i would say per scene i probably make about mm, about 89 choices per scene and I'll, and i'll you know, the first uh, first 40 are within the first few lines. And then, you know, the rest, mm, you'll get about 20 uh, when there's, I'm not talking, I'll make 20 choices with my face that you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, but I'm making them. And then the last part is where their choices really uh, come into play. Not really? really. I, I, closed, I closed with about uh, three choices at one time. Do you, do you ever, <laughs> while you're on set, whether it's Brooklyn
1: night or whatever, yeah. do something and you're like, I just, I was not great in that scene.
2: Yes. Often. Um, often. And they move on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, uh, a couple times I've, um, I've done like, well, we didn't get that. Um, but we're going to move on. And, um. I'm I'm not that proud of that I and it was because I had only made fifty choices that time and not the eighty nine. Do you say that out loud? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you ever mention that, or you just move on? Well, you don't, no.
1: you don't ever like comment on your like?
2: <laughs> well, we're gonna move on, but I right. wasn't good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. People like they'll move on to like you know the kind of break room set, and I'll still be in the bullpen, being like, well, didn't get that one, guys. Swung <laughs> and missed on that one, guys. Like Joe, come on in. We got to you know do a quick blocking rehearsal. Yep, yeah, didn't get it. <laughs> Still, that still thinking about the other scene. Still thinking about the other I've scene. I've done that
1: before. I have nightmares about a scene. They're like, why did I do it like that? Why didn't I have more confidence? Why didn't I? Yeah.
2: Do you ever feel like that? Like all of a sudden oh, your yeah. confidence
1: level for one scene's down and it Absol- was up on another? Yeah.
2: Often. Usually after lunch, uh, my confidence <laughs> is down. You're <laughs> tired. Are, you had yeah, too much Parmesan. Or too, yeah. I just got up from a nap. I'm like, oh man, where's my expressa, you know? <laughs>
1: Well, this is a treat. Listen, I, I I love having you on. I'm glad you came on. I'm so Excited to see you know I'm a big horror movie man yeah, so if I, you if you ever want to screen it in the basement here oh my god if you ever want to like if, if I can come to a screening I'd love to absolutely whatever yeah, you yeah. need for me thank you man um, I'd
2: I'd love to come back and talk about it more uh once we're done I, I,
1: I would love that I can't I cannot wait to see thanks it. man I, I, I mean I'm... people don't realize what it takes to make a movie and a low budget movie under a million dollars and you're shooting up in the mountains and you know you make your dreams come true and and i and i love seeing you make your dreams come true
2: thanks buddy i appreciate it thank you very much
1: ryan you got anything you want to say to joe
0: no thanks just for you know being around thanks
1: man ryan... i enjoy
0: i enjoy watching you and stuff you're it's always a it's always a real treat. well yeah. S-
2: sebastian it was nice sitting next to you Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks, <bro. laughs>
1: <It> was... <laughs> i love you man thanks for
2: allowing love me be inside of you thanks man all right buddy bye
1: uh, there you go uh, wonderful man. Um, I wish him the best in all his endeavors and uh, Brooklyn 99 the final season make sure you watch it tune in. Um, thanks for uh, staying here with us. Thanks for tuning in every week. Um, as Ryan said the handles are at inside you podcast on Instagram and Twitter and at inside you, no, at inside you podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at inside you pod on the Twitter. Uh, you can join Patreon if you want to help the podcast in other ways. My lovely Patreons really give back in more ways than one. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Uh, stageit.com. You can see my band, Sunspin Play. It's Rob, my uh, guitarist's birthday, my partner in crime. And you could also go to Sunspin.com and get tickets if that's easier. Um, but... Uh, Before we uh, let you go here today, and I I thank you sincerely for tuning in. And uh, again, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. It helps the podcast so much. There's so many other podcasts. But if you're liking this one, if you enjoyed my candid conversations, Ryan, what would you say? How would you urge people to listen?
0: Uh, Just like what? Just where to go? No, just like why would you listen to this fucking podcast? Uh, because you have some good conversations, some deeper conversations that, uh, sort of go beyond just, uh, acting or show business. It like, you know, it starts there, but it always, you know, cause that's some interesting stuff. That's the juicy stuff. But then you get into some real talks and, uh, they, they can offer you some insight on how people live. Uh, it might help you.
1: Yes, it helps me and I'm sure it helps a lot of other people out there. So thanks for that. Uh-huh. Let's read the top tier patrons. These are patrons who give back. They're in the top tier. They give back uh, a a lot to the podcast, and I'm going to read their names off. That's one of the perks they get to hear their names read off. Here we go: Nancy D, Leah S, Trisha, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Mama Lauren G, Nico P, Jeffrey W. I'm sorry, it's Jerry W, not Jeffrey. Robert L, Jason W, or is that Robert I? Robert I Robert I Jason W Apothean Kristen K Amelia O Allison L Raj C Joshua D Emily S CJP Samantha M Jennifer N. Stacy L Jen S Jamal F Janelle B Carrie B the 272 not to be confused with the 273 Kimberly E Mike E Eldon Supremo 99 more Ramira Santiago M Sarah F Chad W Leanne P Janine R Maya R Maya P Maddie S, Shannon D, Belinda N, Kevin V, James R, Chris H, Dave H, Spider-Man Chase, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Tabitha T, Liliana A, Michelle K. Nice. Way to jump in there. Michael S, Talia M, Betsy D, Claire M, Laura L, Chad L, Rochelle, Nathan E, Marion, Meg K, Janelle P, Trav L, Dan N, Lorraine G, Carrie H, Veronica K, Big Stevie W. W Kendall T, Angel M, Rhiannon C, uh, Corey K, Super Sam, Coleman G, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Liz L, Liz I, I guess. Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Sebastian K, Gavinator, Ann H, David C, Ellie M, John B, Brandy D, Yavor R, Camille S, Bano Urbano, The C, Joey M, Willie F, Christina E, and Adelaide N welcome newcomers welcome all new patrons and i love you to all the patrons out there who support the podcast in so many different ways you mean the world to me big shout out to my editor jason you're doing a fantastic job big shout out to ryan here my engineer my main man my side man and crime the side man side man and crime <laughs> and big bryce uh thank you cumulus for supporting the podcast and everyone that listens uh be good to yourselves um Thank you for allowing me to be inside each and every one of you today. From the Hollywood Hills in California, I'm Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Ryan Taylor from Hollywood, California. A little wave, Ryan. And uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you on the flip side. Enjoy your week. Be good to yourselves.